What's up, my sweet angels? Happy Sunday. How are you doing today? How are you doing? I know you might be sitting there like, damn, Des, I really, I really just need to get away today. I need to get lost in the sauce. I need to get lost in the pod. I need to get punished by the pod. Maybe not, maybe not punished, but I know you're probably like, Des, just shut the fuck up. Stop asking me how I am. This is my escape. And I'm here to say, first off, I'm glad that this is your escape. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Desby. I'm Des, also known as Des B. My real name is Desiree. Does anyone know that? Like, do we know that? Do we know that my, <laughs> do you guys know my real name is Desiree? I just want to know. Whenever people even talk about me, I still find it so shell shocking that they refer to me as Des B and not like Des. I don't, I do not know why, but it still catches me off guard when I like get tagged in stories and they're like, there's this girl I follow, Des B and blank, you know, whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who is that? Um, so anyways, my name is Desiree. And if you guys didn't know, fun fact, um, I used to really want to be Kesha, like literally k- dollar sign, huh? And when I was in high school, everyone told me I kind of looked like her, especially when I would crimp my hair, like wear it braided and then like let it go. And I was always really flattered, even though she kind of looked like kind of like hot trash, respectfully. Like I loved her grunge mythical look. I don't even know how to explain it. She's kind of like a unicorn, kind of like a unicorn, almost looked like a piece of slime or like glitter that got stuck in gum that was on the bottom of a shoe. Like that's just what she looked like to me, but I was always really flattered. So I laid into it and I changed my Facebook middle name to Kesha. So throughout the duration of high school, all the way even to when I was in fucking college, I finally got embarrassed enough where people thought my real middle name was Kesha and I, I had to change it. So I also told my mom back when I first changed it is that I hated my name Desiree and I was going to legally change my name to Kesha. I didn't, (laughs) but there's your fun fact for this Sunday. Um, if you have had a rough week, I just want to like lay down my hand on your back in a non weird consentful way and just say like, we're going to be okay. And we're going to get through it because I've had a really weird week too. And I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to share it. And this is my diary. So if you don't feel like listening to someone else complain, don't listen. No, I'm just kidding. But we have a lot to talk about today and I'm excited. I'm excited because we've had like pretty good episodes the past few weeks. We have had, you know, a guest on, we had Esther last week, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do. Um, Esther Olu came on. She is a cosmetic chemist, formulator of skincare and beauty products. And she just had a lot of like really great insight um, of the beauty industry and skincare and tips for dummies. And it was just really great. So super insightful. If you have not yet listened, please go do so. Now, when it comes to my skin, the skincare corner is coming early. Okay. We usually hit the skincare corner at the end of the wrap up here, the end of the intro, but we're getting into it right now because my skin is being a piece of actual shit face, head, ass, shit, ass, head, shit, ass, head on dick. That is what my skin is doing right now. Um, not really, but I am 12 weeks postpartum this week. Woohoo! I'm three months postpartum. Isn't that crazy? It's been three months since I've given birth. And if you guys have not listened to my birth story, you, you have to, you really have to. Um, but it's been three months since that. And so I feel like I'm in this part of where people usually start to see like postpartum hair loss. We start to see hormonal shifts, like the body kind of 
after three months, the body finally goes, oh, fuck, you you gave birth? Nuts. Let's go ahead and like go back to normal, but not really. It takes so long to go back to normal, but you're in like that almost like stage one of hormonal shifts. And so my skin has just been so terrible. Like my face is good, but it's always my neck. My neck is my huge problem area. So my skincare corner this week is honestly, go see a fucking esthetician. Okay. If you're having consistent breakouts, if you're having um, a consistent like hormonal deep cystic acne or something like that, go take your time, find a dermatologist or find an esthetician, go get a facial, get some chemical peels done and truly listen to their advice. At the end of the day, as much as you can self-educate, you and I, I think I have great education on skincare. I would love to go back to school to be an esthetician and that might be in my future when I can get away from the kids. However, for the sake of right now, I am not a certified professional of skincare, okay? Um, but I've learned a lot and my esthetician who I go see, she has helped me a ton as well. Just continue to ex- like expand my knowledge. So I'm going back to her. I've been going a little bit more frequently because I've been seeing this neck issue arise. And so she has helped me a lot um, with giving me a few tips on like what to do. So what I'm doing right now with my skincare from my neck down is literally keeping it to my cult cleanser, my Tula gentle cleanser. And then I'm following it up with literally nothing besides my moisturizer. That's it. That's it. I do want to start implementing a little bit of retinol. I am just going to consult my provider and do a little bit more research on retinol with breastfeeding. I follow quite a few estheticians and dermatologists who approve retinol during breastfeeding. And from the researches and articles that I've read, um, the big issue is when you're taking an oral retinoid. Um, that is for different cases. So it's not really like skincare related, but obviously, um, I'm going to consult with my physician and see if I could incorporate that because a lot of retinols will not transfer into breast milk or in the bloodstream in that way. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. Um, but I'm going to consult with my provider first before I integrate that in my routine. But she did say that a solid retinol on my neck and even my overall face could do great things. And I've never actually used a retinol. Um, I've only used the plant derived other ingredient that kind of mimics retinol. It's all, I always mispronounce it. Is it called buchanol? Buchanol. Um, and that's what's Tula's wrinkle cream, anti-wrinkle treatment. That's what it's made up of. So I've never actually used a retinol in my routine. Um, and I've heard it would do great things. I just have never been able to, um, because once I really got deep into skincare, uh, I got pregnant. So yeah. Anyways, so that's my like skincare corner for the week is make sure that if you're having like these really severe problems, go to an esthetician, like use someone, even if it's like one facial, save your money, budget that month, get rid of your nails for the month and go get one facial and just ask everything you can from that esthetician. If there's one thing that people like to do, it's they like to flex what they know. Okay. So if you're asking an esthetician, oh my gosh, like, so what does this do? They love acting smart. Anyone does. I do too. So it's like, if you get someone in their element and you're asking them questions, they will want to educate you. Um, so definitely dig deep, ask questions. And like Esther said in last week's episode too, if you're seeing something reoccur, you're seeing a dermatitis or inflammation happen, let go of everything. Let go of everything except your cleanser, your moisturizer, and your SPF. That's it. Um, so that's my little skincare corner for the week. Um, that was that was kind of like a 
a little diversion there. Um, my recommendation for the week, I might as well get right into that. Woodstock 99 and I Killed My Dad. Those are two Netflix series. One, I've not finished I Killed My Dad. I've not finished that one, but so far it's kind of a banger. Number two, Woodstock 99. If you do not want any spoilers, like move ahead, I'll give you a few seconds, kind of like, you know, beep, 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 kind of, you know, go. Highly recommend Woodstock 99. When you hear Woodstock, you think of like hippies, weed, titties, and a lot of bush. And I'm not talking like bush, like greenery and shrubs. I'm talking like lady bush. We're talking about unkept bikini and even armpits and legs, but mostly bikini. We're talking bushy bush down there. Um, so Woodstock 99 is kind of this twist that they wanted to bring back the old school Woodstock. Well, let me tell you, they failed fucking big time. And if you're someone who has watched it, I would love to know, like, would you go to Woodstock 99? Would you? I do not think that I would. I don't think that I would. Put me in a situation of being like a young, single woman going with my friends. Absolutely fucking not. But the crazy thing is back in 99, as they talk about in the show, how women were treated back then, how we were just poked and prodded and touched everywhere and not consented is crazy. And I don't think, like, I think we've come really far, but we also still have so far to go. You know, like I was just in the grocery store the other day and this guy continued to stare at me, baby wearing Archie. And I could literally feel his eyes behind me just going up and down. Like I was wearing spandex shorts and a sweatshirt. Okay. But I was baby wearing Archie. And right when I felt that happen, I was scooting along the aisles, like sidewalking so that my butt was like against the aisles. And he came up to me and was like, how old's a baby? And I was like, oh, he's a few months old. And he's like, oh, nice. And continues to like, just sit there and stare at me. Why do men make life so much creepier? Honestly, I'm at the fucking grocery store with a child literally attached to me. And I don't give a fuck what I'm wearing. If I, if I walked out with my titties out, I'm talking bare ass tit nipple. That still does not give anyone the right to come up to me and touch me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm, if I'm bare titty, I'm probably going to get some stares. And I think that's fair because it's not normal in our society to be titty out, but that does not give anyone the ability to like grope me. And I think that's what bothered me so hard about Woodstock 99 is the people that I know that watch that. And they're like, well, of course, like the girl's boobs got grabbed. They were asking for it. It's like, but they're not like, maybe their tits were just out. Yeah. To be like hot and sexy, but that doesn't mean that you can touch them without asking, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe they're just tits or out cause it's fucking hundred degrees out there. Like, I don't know, but regardless, that was like the part of the, the whole thing that did bother me was just imagining like how many women went through that experience and honestly were traumatized from it because I don't think I'd ever want to be in a large crowd after that as a woman, after going there for like a very long time. So you guys will have to let me know how you like it. Um, this past weekend, I've gone to a bachelorette party. It was my first night, full night in like half day away from the kids. While I'm recording this right now, I haven't gone yet. 
All right. I, I feel like you guys could only assume that I do record a few days early. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't gone yet. So I'll tell you guys, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. Um, I don't, I like, I'm scared why it's not going to remember to feed the kids. It's kind of like feeding the dog, you know, like you have the responsibility. So like the other person isn't really used to it. And then when they leave, you're like, oh fuck, I forgot to feed the dog. Usually why it does that. I feel like it's going to, I hope it's not the same thing for the kids. Like, oh, oh shit. I forgot. I have to like change diapers. Like shit, you know? like Des usually does that like or you know like just oh shit Maddox didn't even eat breakfast like oh fuck just forgot like forgot to feed the kid you know like oh my god I, I don't know um he's a great dad obviously but it's all it's just like the mom guilt of like should I really be going do I deserve to go like are, are the kids gonna be okay like it's you know just like that and then you know intrusive thoughts start coming up and you're just like oh my god I just need like I want to just enjoy myself fuck brain shut up shut up brain shut up shut up brain so I can enjoy myself. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. I did get it. I got a few new outfits. Okay. First off, we did a theme night. Um, it was a Britney Spears night, bitch. I'm coming out to play. I got like a fake mic. I got, I I'm doing like the pink Britney outfit. Um, she performed on stage with it, white cargo pants, white, like almost kind of looked like, uh, almost looked like kids, a little more platform. And then she had like these pink knee sleeves on, um, almost like knee pad looking. It was an iconic look. She had a mic, then she had like a, a regular like mic around her face and then um, pink bandeau and her hair was kind of like in pigtails. So I'm recreating that look, no bangs though. I'm not doing the bangs, bitch, okay? But I'm excited. We're gonna go out to eat and like do all the stuff in our Britney night, which I think is fun. You see a lot of people do like the wig thing nowadays. And I'm like, I'm not wearing, I cannot wear a wig. Okay. Like I barely feel confident in what I look like right now. Just kidding. But I'm like, I can't do a wig. So regardless, I, I mean, I would have totally done one, but I'm excited for like a Y2K nineties energy bringing out Brittany. It's going to be really fun. And we did a, a, well, I keep saying we did cause I'm trying to, you know, pretend like I've already gone. It's Sunday, but we are doing a like wine crawl the next day, wine, like a winery crawl. And we're going to be out by water. It's just, it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited. Um, I'm excited cause I like, I might make some friends <laughs> and I don't have friends. Just kidding. I have a few. I actually went and saw a friend today. I was really proud of myself. We'll get to there in a second, but, um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. So I bought a few new outfits, including my Brittany ensemble, but, um, I got these re two really, really pretty dresses in they could definitely be like fall and winter dresses too, because you could like throw on a cardigan or like a like a denim jacket, I think would be really cute, stuff like that over them. But they were literally 30 bucks on Amazon and they were prime shipping and definitely like, I would confidently say like worth $30. Like they're a pretty quality, very comforting material. And even with my, my little like postpartum bod going on right now, they still like made my body look really good. And I think that's what I'm struggling most with right now is finding outfits that just like feel good on my body because I look at myself in the mirror. Like I look at myself naked even. And I'm like, damn, like I'm like, okay, like I'm really proud of myself. This is three months. I'm really, really proud of myself and what, you know, my balance I've had with the gym and food and all of these things. But then I put on like certain outfits and it's just like not flattering on my body right now. And then it makes me not feel confident, even though like I am, you know, so I bought these two, I bought some new, like black kind of chunky heels, something that's going to be comfortable for me. You know what I'm saying? And then I bought a, uh, finally, 
bought a little like black shoulder bag like $16, such a fucking steal. And, um, I've just never had one of those like basic, like nineties, you know, Ooh, like I'm just going to put my phone and keys in here mostly because I always have to carry a fucking diaper bag, but this is about me this weekend, bitch. Okay. So I'm going out with a little handbag. I'm really excited. I linked everything on my storefront. I've been going hard on fucking Amazon. You guys know, like I am an Amazon junkie, especially when I'm breastfeeding and I'm up through the night. I am on Amazon like crack. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take time whenever I do get something, I'm going to add it to my store. If it's worth it, if I like it, if it's a cute find, I'm going to add it. So I'll link my Amazon storefront. You guys can always find good shit here. Okay. Especially child and baby stuff. I always get, you know, where's your bibs from? Where's your high chair from? Or you know, what, what are you using to cut his grapes? You know, whatever it might be. All that shit is linked to my Amazon. I like dead ass. I do not shop anywhere except Amazon nowadays or a, maybe Dottie Couture like with my sister's code. And like, that's it. I don't, I haven't even bought from Lululemon in like months. And that's like, unlike me, but I'm so tired of shopping. Like I'm not even really a big shopping person. Um, but like, I'm also, I, I don't leave the house. So Amazon it is. Yeah. Anyways, other than that, two really exciting, well, kind of three exciting things coming. Number one, Alani Nutrition Coffee. Number two, the Hydrojug Shakur. And the number three, the new Buff Bunny Collection launch. Those are three things I just want to cover very quickly because there are three you definitely don't want to miss. Alani Coffee, let me just straight up, let me just straight up tell you this. It is not going to taste like a fucking Starbucks Frappuccino. Okay. So if you have in, in your mind that this is going to taste like some holy fucking grail, 500 calorie Starbucks drinks or some shit, it's not going to taste like that. Okay. It's not that sweet. It's not unsweet, but it's not that sweet. Okay. I just want to really disclaim that. Cause I don't want you guys ordering them. Be like, Ugh, this tastes like fucking piss. It it's not sweet. Okay. You have to go in and remember this is technically protein coffee. If there's one thing I would kind of compare it to, it kind of gives off like a little bit of like that premier protein shake from Costco, but in their coffee flavor, it's not the same at all. I'm just saying in general, you're going to get that like protein taste still. It's not bad. It's not sour. It's not gross. But again, you cannot compare it to fucking Starbucks. I just want to straight up remind you of that. Okay. Okay but that is coming soon. There's four flavors, cappuccino, vanilla, mocha, and maple donut. Maple donut is on my hit list. I would literally fuck that shit up every single day. Um, they're about 100, 110 milligrams of caffeine. They're 90 calories. They do contain milk. So I'm sorry, either shit your brains out or don't drink it. It's up to you. And then, um, it is coming out in packs of like 12. Overall, I would give most of them a seven. I gave most of them a seven or an eight, the, the like nine or 10 out of 10, I gave to maple donut. Um, I think that they'd be really good in coffee is like also creamer um, or poured over ice, obviously is the best way to for sure drink them. Um, but yeah, I personally think I like sweet coffee. I'm gonna be straight up. I would probably add a, a Splenda to it. And I'm only being transparent because I like my shit sweet. Like I really do. I. I like my coffee transparent. When I go to Starbucks, it's going to be see-through. It's going to be f so fucking creamy that you think it's just cream. And I'm just being, I'm just being very honest and transparent. 
that is me. <laughs> the hydro jug shaker, the shaker, as I call it, that is coming out the 20th. So this Saturday there's studded, there's stainless, and then there's just like solid. All of them will come with both tops. So you have like a shaker top and you have a lid with a straw. Both of them come with it in the price. The solid, the solid shakers are $21.99. The studded and the stainless are $24.99. You can still use my code DESB to save 10%. They are 24 ounces. Okay, so kind of think of it as like a Starbucks venti um, with like a little bit of leeway. Last thing I will say, Buff Bunny um, Secrets in the Sand launch is also August 20th. So both these both of these things coming out on Saturday, 12 p.m. EST and then 2 p.m. EST for Buff Bunny. Overall, my personal box, my personal unboxing, loved it. Loved it. There's a little bit of an embossed like look in these new bossy print Rosa leggings. Not sure if I'm a huge fan. You guys told me in the unboxing that I looked fire in them, but I was kind of like, Meh. not sure if you're lying. Like respectfully, you can, yeah, you don't have to always tell me I look great. Okay. You can just be like, Hey, not the most flattering. All right. Love you, but doesn't flatter your body. You know, I can respect that, but I really liked what I got in my box. Now what other people got in their boxes, I'm like, mm, not my style. Sorry. Just not my style. I just, I'm not, I'm not a huge print like a huge holographic looking print it, some of the stuff photographs amazing, but I just don't think it's comfortable on a lot of like the Elysium fra- fabric just isn't my go-to it's comfy on, but I just, it just doesn't gravitate towards me first. So that's just me personally. Um, I'm really loving this color Lotus. Like if they don't bring this color out with like other pieces, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Beautiful purple color. Um, the new revolution dress is definitely a go-to, um, what the monarch legging is coming back. One of my favorites and the new odyssey dress. Um, it's like a maxi dress. It's so pretty. Love those two. Um, but yeah, so I will be having an unboxing a little bit of like try on as much content as I can. Um, I mostly put all these on TikTok to be honest, because I feel like no one watches long form or anything like that on Instagram. And if you really want to watch it, then like you can click open TikTok and just watch it on your Safari. You know, like you don't have to have TikTok to watch TikTok. So um, that's why I just kind of put them there. And if, you know, if you want to watch, you watch. If you don't, you don't. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what's new over here. What's going on? Um, kind of a lot, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like kind of a, kind of a lot, kind of a few things, not going to lie. Um, I've been having a crazy past couple of weeks, just starting the challenge, doing the challenge my, myself, um, trying to hold down the fort by myself, why it's been doing football and helping it at my brother's school. So he's been gone all the time in the mornings, all the way to like two, he's had like two days. So I've just been like literally by myself and it is, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like there's some days where I literally think of all that I've done and I'm like, I am unfucking stoppable. Like I, it reminds me of that Sia song. I'm unstoppable. I'm an I'm a human I will not I'm unbreakable. I don't remember. I I can't stop now. I'm unstoppable. And then she goes on. I'm unstoppable. 
I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Sometimes when I have this mic on my, in my hand, I just think that I can like do special things. And I realize that I can't. So I'm sorry for the, for the 15 second concert. Last thing I want to say, I don't know if you guys listen to Theo Vaughn. If you don't know him, like just honestly click out, X out. Don't worry about coming back. No, I'm just kidding. But Theo Vaughn, he is one of the funniest comedians to me. I don't know why. I just think his vibe, his energy. It's so like Joe Dirt meets like hick, hillbilly modernized. I don't, I don't fucking know. He, I guess here's the thing that attracts me to him. I feel like if I asked him to shotgun a Mountain Dew with me, he would like, he seems like a Mountain Dew drinker. And to me, like, I just, I can seek those people out. And if you do the do, like I fuck with you. Oh my God, guys, I haven't had a new t-shirt in a while. If you do the do, I fuck with you that there we go. Brand new t-shirts dropping today. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, he made this really funny reference on, he was on Joe Rogan the other day. Um, might've been a while ago. I don't know. I've only seen the clip from like his TikTok. And Joe Rogan said something about drinking a monster. And Theo Vaughn goes on to say how monsters, like the only people he sees drinking monsters are people that go home and hit, hit their wives. Something like that. He's a comedian. Okay. Laugh a little bit. It's not, it's not that fucking deep, but it killed me because I looked at why after I said, you know, I feel like the people that are drinking the sugar-free monsters, you know, the, the white monster, the, the turquoise monster, the new peach zero sugar monster. I feel like there, there's like an uppity energy of like, yep, I'm drinking an energy drink. Kind of like then the bitches that drink Alani and they're like, uh, I'm drinking an energy drink. Like, I feel like Alani is more like Valley girl, like, mm, Oh my God, <laughs> energy. And then monsters kind of like, hmm, <laughs> clean energy, zero cow. And then the monster, the fucking black monsters with the goddamn OG green M going down. It gives me like, I'm drinking fucking monster. Does anyone else get that vibe? Like if Vecna was a fucking monster energy drink. That's what he would be. Any of them with a black can. And I feel like those people that drink the black cans kind of have something a little bit different about them. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think I just want to shout out Theo Vaughn this week. So I think he's onto something. If you know someone drinking a monster out of a, with a black can, that is a red fucking flag. And I'm just going to call it how it is. And if you're offended by that, I want you to go ahead and pick up a zero cal, zero sugar monster and be a part of us normal people, okay? That's what I want from you this week. All right, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode um, and answer a few questions. I hope I have you questioning every decision you've ever made to drink a full calorie monster. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, dude. I had to take a fucking swig. Let's go ahead and take a little chug break to get into this epi. Mm -mm. Keep going. Ah. Ah. Spicy. I'm drinking fucking a sparkling ice. It's literally almost 9 p.m. I'm so fucking pissed. I was supposed to watch Elvis tonight. 
with Wyatt and um, I was supposed to record this episode yesterday. Yesterday I went and got my eyebrows mi- microbladed. Bitch, if you have never invested in microblading, save up your fucking cash and go do it. I've been damn near saving for three years. Not really, but I pulled out of my savings because I've, I've wanted to do this for three fucking years, okay? I finally went over to Michiana micro, microblading where my sister went like three years ago now. And I got microblading. It was literally life-changing. But like, seriously. Um, I actually am obsessed with the way that my eyebrows look. I always thought I wasn't a good candidate for microblading because I do have decent brows. You know what I mean? Like when I tint them, add a little brow gel. Like, you know, I got an, I got hair, I got shape. Um, and I just thought microblading wouldn't be for me, but to see what she did with my brows, like I'm so happy that I did it because anything that gets me closer and out of the house faster without wearing makeup, that is, that is for me. Like sign me up. That's why I loved flutter habit. That's why I love taking care of my skin. That's why I love now microblading or before it was waxing, tinting, you know, all these things, whatever could get me more natural look of makeup without makeup, like sign me up. So I went and got microbladed and I loved it. Um, the owner of Michiana microblading, so sweet. If you guys make an appointment, please mention my name. Um, she did tell me that if I get a few people in, um, that she would give me a little bit of a credit to come back for a touch up. And so respectfully, if you guys are interested, she did a fantastic job. Um, and it's only like a hour, hour and a half appointment. So if I were someone like from anywhere around me, like in Michigan, I would commute to South Bend, Indiana to do this because I feel like, especially with microblading, you cannot just trust anyone. Not only is it like a sterile procedure, you want someone very clean, someone reputable, but also it's a craft. And if you have someone that's like not good at it, it's not going to be fucking good, dude. It's damn near like a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like it's permanent makeup, um, that, you know, it fades over time, but still it's going to always be there. The last thing you want is someone to do it that like fucking sucks or doesn't like actually honor the shape of your brows, etc. It's a craft dude. So she did amazing. Um, highly recommend again, Michiana microblading cannot recommend enough. She was so sweet. Mom of three. I mean, I, I support, fucking entrepreneurs so hard. That shit is a grind. I'm it's amazing. Um, and she was super kind. So anyways, went and got that done last night and I came back home and I had the worst headache slash damn near migraine ever that I thought, like I thought I was going to throw up. And so I was supposed to record this episode yesterday and I was so fucking sick. And then I woke up this morning, felt better. You know why it's gone all day. Couldn't, couldn't do that. Did a small workout, carried around my personal fan to avoid sweating on my eyebrows. And then I went and saw my mom friend Leah and we did a little play date with our kids and literally like her daughter and my son Maddox, they look like fucking siblings. It is the weirdest shit ever. They literally look the same. It's so crazy. Um, and like me and Leah and Wyatt and like Leah's boyfriend, like nothing alike. None of us carry like similar genes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, you look like your sisters. Like, not really. And it's crazy. They look so much alike. It's so fucking cute. Anyways, I was really proud of myself for going out and doing that because it is very easy to stay in the house 
and it's very hard to get out of the house with two kids. And I was like, you know what? I need a little mental health break. And I need to be better about like being intentional in setting in-person relationships. You know, if I'm going to sit here and, and I'm being honest with myself, if I'm going to sit here and bitch about not having friends that I need to put forth the effort when I have the chance to make one, you know what I'm saying? And so even though it was hard and I, you know, I had to then push this podcast to be made tonight. I was like, you know what? This is worth my mental health. This is worth being off Instagram today. This is worth, you know, relationships in person are just so much more valuable to me now because I, I love being a friend. I love supporting people and I can only do so much on the internet for so many people. So when I get the chance to harvest my strengths in person, my strengths of, of happiness and humor and fun and trustworthiness and all these things, I'm going to do it in person. Hi guys, I wanted to take a quick ad break and thank our amazing sponsor, BetterHelp. You guys know I've been using BetterHelp for shit a long time now. And BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program that will help transport you into a place of privacy, safety, and getting help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program designed to get you with the proper professionals in your area. So no matter where you're at, you can find help and get help better now. I'm very excited to be partnered with them. As always, you can use code DESB for 10% off your first month, or you can go to betterhelp.com slash DESB for 10% off. Um, I personally have had an amazing experience with them. I'm very grateful to be partnered with them. And I do think that if someone ever needs a little bit of help or doesn't need help, maybe you just need a place, maybe you just need a place to to share, um, and to, to, to open up with that is what therapy is about. You don't always have to be going through something shitty to get the most out of therapy. I think it's just so important to have someone else unbiased, not a part of your life that can hear you and listen to you and really listen to you. That is their job and to help you out if you need it. Um, so I'm very grateful to be part of better help. Um, make sure if you guys do sign up, use my code 10% off. And again, just, just try it out use it for a month, use the code, get the first month, 10% off. And if you don't like it after four weeks, you cancel, you're out and there's no commitment. So try BetterHelp now again, betterhelp.com slash does B. Thank you for this partnership, BetterHelp. I am so happy to be a part of the BetterHelp community. So she was only under an hour commute from me. And I was like, this is, I can do this. You know what I mean? And she's also a fellow mom. And once you find mom friends as a mom, it, it just is a little bit different. Like I still value all my friendships with parent, with people that are not parents yet. But when you have a mom friend, it, there's just like this odd sense of calmness that goes with hanging out with them and going to their house because things are probably baby proofed. If they, if my toddler needs a snack, they probably have a snack. If I run out of diapers, they probably have a spare diaper of a similar or same size, depending on like their kid, obviously. Um, if I, if I need a sippy cup, like there's a, probably a sippy cup. Things are just, there's toys, you know, all these things. You get what I'm saying? It's just so nice to like have friends that are in the same boat as you. And I don't think that I'll really have a lot of those until Maddox is like in school or like doing sports or pre like pre-K or, you know, whatever it might be. So having those friends that I do meet now, I really just want to work on being more intentional and making time for them because 
it's, it's a lonely road when you just have kids and you sit inside your house, you know, and I don't always have the opportunity to leave. You know, I do have a lot of work that I do throughout the day and content editing, all this stuff, but there's come a point in my life, the past, I would even say this past year in total, like ever since I found out I was pregnant last October, um, or I'm sorry, September, almost literally a year ago, finding out I was pregnant, I was like, I need to draw lines. And if there's days where I can't make content or a day where maybe it's a buff bunny launch and I, I can't do a review, you know, I can't, I cannot make the time. I can't make the time to edit it. I mean, this shit makes, it takes fucking hours. You know what I'm saying? So Um, I've just really drawn that line in the sand. And I think that that's a good reminder for you guys to like draw those lines. Like it's okay to say no to certain things. Like it's, it's okay to put things on the back burner. It's okay to not do the laundry on the day you were supposed to. It's okay to let it pile up. Like, and I feel like these are small things that usually always stress me out. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, fucking behind. And I let it run me wild. And I've just really come to the point where it's like, you know what, if I can get out of the house, if I can go make a friend or further a friendship, if I can get out also with my kids, make memories with my fucking kids. That is so much more fulfilling than making a fucking TikTok or try on haul with clothes to make a couple dollars with people using my code, you know? Um, and I'm so grateful for you guys using my code. I don't want it to come off that way. It's just like, for me, I will take a cut in my salary, my money that I make. I'll take a cut to take care of myself. And a few years ago, I would never do that because I'd be way too scared about losing money. Cause this, this is my job. This is my fucking job. So it's scary when you just like kind of take a hiatus cause you're, I'm not making money. You know what I'm saying? So, but I've come to the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I don't care. I literally don't care. I'm doing what is fun for me. I'm doing what fulfills me. I do what makes me happy. And I think that when then you guys see my content, it translates. You can tell I'm happy. You can tell I'm doing whatever feels right. And, and I think that's more inspiring than someone pushing out content every day that just because, you know what I mean? So that, that was a little tangent, sorry, but I hope that that can kind of relate to you guys and whatever might be going on with you right now. And just kind of, um, you know, take care of yourself and do what makes you feel good and allow yourself to kind of shut off. So a few questions I just wanted to do. I did a little, like, if you needed sisterly advice or something like that, I wanted to, you know, give you guys a little bit of, of a little bit of love. This one really hit me. First baby just turned one marriage feels so different, obviously, but tell me it's a season, you know, this is really difficult. Um, because I, you know, I've been there, I've been there. White and I've done a few podcasts together. Um, and I've have, have actually very openly talked about this and how important communication is. And, you know, right now it's, it's been really hard for us the past couple of years, especially because not only was I pregnant with Maddox, experienced a very traumatic birth, experienced a very traumatic welcome into motherhood, suffered a lot myself mentally. Then I got pregnant again. Then we moved away from each other for a short period of time. Then we suffered another traumatic pregnancy. And although I went full term and, you know, Archie's surgery is going to be, you know, in the next coming months. And, and then this will be behind us. It's still traumatic and it still takes a toll on, you know, myself mentally and then our marriage. Um, and I, I want, I want to confidently tell you that yes, it is a season because 
there is so much life ahead for you too. And I think the more that you can communicate that it's very important. You know, I've, I've talked to Wyatt and I've talked to him about wanting a third baby. <laughs> I just laugh at myself cause I fucking hate myself. Um, but I talked to him about having another baby because I would, I just, I'm so sad that I'll never have a daughter. You know, I, I will tell you that I'm, I'm very sad. I'm not, I'm not gender disappointed. Like, I don't think that's how I feel, but I'm just really sad that I never will get to have a daughter and have a a little me, you know, that is very sad to me. And so we talked about, um, about it. And he told me, he said, you know, Des, like I, I want us back. So I think like when the first few years of childhood, like having a child and going through their childhood, you do have to sacrifice, um, a bit of your marriage. You do. Um, I know that some people will say that their marriage comes first and their children come second. And I, I see the total mindset of that. I love that mindset, but for us, it's just a little bit different because it just, I feel like for us that can't exist. You know, we can't put our marriage first right now. And maybe it's just the age thing. Like once I can haul the, both the kids off to my mom for an overnight, I think Wyatt and I having those date nights, having those nights alone again, we'll be able to rekindle a lot. Um, but right now we're just in this very busy season. And I think the more that we have communicated about that, we're also both at peace with it. And we understand it is just a little season and we are very open about what we want to see change going forward and how we're going to continue to take care of ourselves, but us together. So it is difficult. You're not alone. Um, I think our initial reaction gut wise and in society nowadays is to immediately think, oh my God, we're going to get a divorce. And I think coming from a child of divorce, me young, and then Wyatt, his parents just divorced a few, just a mere few years ago. It's scary because that's where your eye, that's where your thoughts go. Ooh, things are rocky. We're going to get a divorce. And it's just important to step back and remember, like, that's not the first option. Number one, number two, things aren't always going to be easy. Um, and number three, we're all in this battle together. Like someone is going through the same thing and I'm right here for you. So I, I definitely can say, I understand how you feel. Um, I'm val- I validate that. And I think the more that you can just have these conversations with your spouse, um, and just be very open about it, you know, and fe- feel it out the more that you two can continue to grow together instead of apart. Um, how to get in a good postpartum routine, five months postpartum still feel like a newbie. You know, girl, I'm going to be honest with you. There is no how there is no how every day is so different. Every day feels so new, especially with your first, I'm assuming you're talking your form, your five months postpartum. everything changes. It's like you'd finally figure it out. Something changes. You finally nail down bottle routines. All of a sudden they're eating solids. You finally nail down solid routines. All of a sudden they're eating different foods. They're not eating purees anymore. It's like everything always fucking changes. So I feel like the more, um, you can find the small bits of routine will help. So like once you get nap times down, that will make you feel really confident. And for me, that didn't even happen till nine months. And, um, when he was taking two consistent naps, like literally on the dot, on the dot, almost 10 to two. And then, or I'm sorry, 10 to noon and two to four. And then he was in bed by seven. This is when, you know, they're still little, they sleep a lot. 
But once I got that routine down, like that's when I kind of felt like I had more structure to my day. But until that point, and again, this is like, I feel like six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, every day is just different. And you have to honor that. So give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, everything is always new. You're always a newbie in motherhood. You're always a newbie for real. Um, quit my toxic job working on building my business. That is awesome. Congrats to you. Um, how to prepare for long distance season with my husband. He is my bestie. I feel you. Um, I think I did an episode back in like December or so about like long distance, um, marriage, I think at that point in time. Um, honestly, a lot of it is the ability to stay in touch, like not physically, obviously. Sorry. Sorry. I cut that port salt on that wound. Stay in touch via text message, FaceTime, whatever it might be. I feel like the more that you guys stay connected in that way, maybe like write notes to each other. What's a way you can spice it up even from a far distance, whatever it might be. And I think during those times too, when you are away from your spouse, work on you, you know, tap back into who you are. I think sometimes in marriage, a lot of people can lose themselves and not remember their why, not remember their purpose, not remember who they are. And it's very important to have that and to always have that. And I think that as women, we grew up having this idea we had to be dependent on our spouse. And I think you can be in certain ways. Absolutely. I think being dependent on people is still very healthy. Like you don't want to be too isolated and too independent, but at the same time, don't forget who you are at your core. Don't let marriage do that to you. Don't let a relationship do that to you. Whether it's a romantic relationship, platonic family relationship, anything like that. So I think just continuing to seek yourself, you know, maybe start meditation, start yoga, start going to the gym, start, you know, do something for you and tap into that part of yourself as well. Um, stressed out about my wedding in 45 days. Yeah. That doesn't go away until the day of, let me tell you that. But if there's one thing I can just remind you is believe it or not, you will get married. Yeah. Surprise. I promise it'll still happen. And it'll still be beautiful. What are your daily non-negotiables? Um, that's a great question. I, you know, I get embarrassed saying my non-negotiables are like doing my skincare, taking a shower, putting on my eye gels because it, the, my self-care time shouldn't be counted as like a non-negotiable as a parent, you know, that I, I should always get that time to myself. Are you following? Like as moms, we, that should be duh, no shit. You get to take care of yourself. A non-negotiable should be a workout or a yoga class or going to get your nails done. You know what I'm saying? Like not just actual fucking self-care, you know? So as embarrassed as I am to say that my non-negotiables truly are my skincare routine, having that 15, 20 minutes by myself in the morning and in the night, taking care of myself. Um, another non-negotiable is probably just movement. I try not to say, you know, Oh, a workout because some days a workout isn't going to fucking happen. So I think for me, it's just movement. How am I moving my body today? Is it cleaning the house? Is it vacuuming? Is it going outside for a walk with the boys? Is it taking Maddox to the park? Is it going downstairs and doing a Peloton? Is it doing a full workout? What movement is it going to be? That is a non-negotiable for me. Somehow every day I want to move my body and not just sit around. Now I will have some potato days. Don't get me wrong, but overall movement. Um, and then I think other than that, just a little bit of self time, you know, maybe it's just five minutes, like laying in my bed, scrolling on TikTok. But for me, that still like fills my cup, you know? So those are my non-negotiables. 
Um, okay. So, okay. This is a fun one. I really want to get a BBL postpartum, but I'm afraid of the negative feedback from my loved ones. Don't fucking tell them. Period. I don't think anyone needs to know what you do with your body. I think in today's society, it's important to be transparent. I do. I think if, especially if you're on like a big stage, like me, if I were to get a a BBL, like you guys probably deserve to know that. (laughs) But if I'm just a, you know, hanging out, I'm a consumer of Instagram. I'm I'm not an Instagrammer. I'm not selling workout plans. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And I want to go get a BBL fucking go off. I don't think you need to tell anyone what you do to your body. And I feel like if, if there's a way that they would like, know um, lie, literally lie. Yeah. I'm going, I, I can't come out for a month. Like I have COVID. I keep getting it, <laughs> but for real, like I don't need, like, I don't, I just don't think that people need to fucking know whether they're family or not. Like respectfully fuck off. I think the only reason why I would tell a family member about like a BBL is because surgery can be, you know, surgeries are scary no matter what kind of surgery it is. Like, I feel like your loved ones deserve to know you're going under the knife, right? Like period, just a surgery, but also like, who cares? So I don't ask me, I guess I got bad advice. I just wouldn't tell anyone. Um, (laughs) but, um, I don't think that you should ever inhibit personal happiness from fear of others. And, um, it's not worth it to, to live like that. Even if it's your family, like also like they'll get over it. I remember my family was so in an uproar when I got my fake boobs and now they literally don't know that I have boobs. Like they forget my boobs are fake, literally forget. And they're always in their face. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it's not like all, it's not like your butts in everyone's face. My tits are in my face in everyone's face and everyone forgets that they're fake. So I think you're good with your BBL. (laughs) Um, how did you get back into working out after having your babies? I feel no motivation. Um, you know, this is a like kind of a different question. I don't think for me, the gym, for me, movement, for me, working out, it's never feel, it's never felt like a chore. I, I genuinely love working out. I love making my body feel good. I love knowing that I'm taking care of myself. I love knowing that I'm getting stronger. I love knowing that I can, you know, get on the ground with my kids and feel really confident in, you know, my core and all these things and all these, everything. So for me, like motivation was easy because like all the workouts that I do, like all my DBFT programs, cause I, I literally only do my own programs. I like, I love them. And when you love a program, when you love a plan, it's easy to want to do it. So I don't know if that's just a flex for my programming and flex for like my challenges, but I, ever since starting six weeks to strength on, you know, last Sunday, so a week ago, I have ate better than I have in months. I have trained with a great level of intensity. I have felt super energized in the gym. The workouts are all under 45 minutes and it's just awesome. I've been feeling fucking great. And I think that having all of that combined with my community, you know, seeing these, all of our women and guys in our Facebook group, it just motivates me. So I feel like maybe my motivation came from, you know, knowing that 
I had a community to lie back on. And I thank you guys for that. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of an, an awkward plug for my, my challenges and my programs, but I really do feel like it makes a difference to have a community surrounding you. Um, favorite part about being a mom. Oh, this person also says favorite part about being a sister, favorite part about being a wife. Damn girl. You bet. You put three in there. Favorite part about mom, sister, wife. My favorite part about being a mom is probably being like a protector and in a role model. I think having the ability to give my two sons and teach them the way that they should treat people and stuff like that. Like I, I'm not perfect. I don't think anyone is, (laughs) but I, I think that I treat people very well in my life and I want to instill that on my kids. I want to do that and be a good role model for them of how to stay healthy and how to love your life and how to work hard, but not overwork and how to support your family and how, you know, women can be strong too in not just physically, but in a household, they can hold, you know, their own, all these things and just kind of being that leader, I guess. I think that's really cool how I I have the opportunity to influence two men in the future generation. I think that's really cool. Favorite part about being a sister is always being and having a best friend. Like I will always be my sister's best friend and she will always be my best friend. And there's nothing that escapes like our relationship and everything that I ever say to her, anything she ever says to me when we tell each other, like maybe secrets or we share something with each other. Like I always know it truly stays between us. And I think that's something that you just can't replace with a sister, um, in like a sister bond. Favorite part about being a wife, I think is, um, always being a teammate and especially being a wife of like a husband with a family, like we have kids. I think it's really cool to just consistently be growing together and learning how each person parents and kind of also dig a little deeper into how we were raised and see how that affects what we're doing. And then maybe have those conversations of like, how do we want to do this different? Like I didn't like this growing up. Like you know, how can we do this different? Or like, you didn't like that, but like I did this, you know, whatever. It's, it's really cool to just always learn about each other, especially as you have kids. Um, someone says making friends, new friends at the age of 25 crying phase. If you guys haven't listened to my episode a few, it probably is a few months ago now, um, about making friends and how difficult it is. I forgot what the episode name is, but definitely listen to that. Um, how, what would you say was the hardest adjustment with two under two? I would say probably just the schedule of two kids. So Maddox nailed down pretty, pretty much to a T, you know, he, he, he always eats at this time. He eats at this time. He naps at this time. He eats at this time and he goes to bed at this time. And then you throw in Archie who now has a completely different schedule pretty much day to day. Cause maybe he'll eat you know, at seven in the morning, but then maybe one day he doesn't wake up till eight and maybe one day he doesn't eat till nine. So it's like his schedules are so variated where sometimes they overlap. So all of a sudden both kids have to eat like at the same fucking time. Now I've realized obviously as being a parent of two, one of them just has to wait. They're not going to die. It's going to be fine. But that's probably the hardest part is like 
doing that. And then when you're home alone, if, if Maddox needs to go to bed and Archie's up, that is the hardest shit ever. Like you can't put them down. You just can't. So there's, there's just a lot of adjustment in that of just keeping and maintaining two separate schedules. Very difficult. Um, but that was probably the hardest adjustment was just schedules and in like having time for both of them. Like sometimes I feel like I don't have alone time with Maddox and I miss that. So once Wyatt is home more often, I'm going to, you know, be like, Hey, will you keep Archie? I'm going to take Maddox to the park. Like just him and I, um, I just, I miss having a little bit of solo time with Maddox. And I know that he doesn't recognize that right now, but like I do. And so I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing like little date nights with Maddox only or something like that. You know what I mean? Especially as he gets older too. I want, I want to be able to take the boys out solo each and have like a little day with all of them, um, with both of them. Um, LV or Haka pros or cons. Um, definitely. If you guys are even thinking about like the suction cup boob holder, you know, catching that extra breast milk, breast milk catcher, whatever you want to call it, please get the LV. The Haka fucking sucks. Now I'm not sure about the other, they have like a new one, like the ladybug or something. The LV though, 100%. I think it's, is it called the LV curve? I believe. Um, I think it's just like the little suction. It's so good. And yeah, definitely recommend the Haka just sucked for me. I think the suction sucked. Um, does your babe sleep well at night? He sleeps. Okay. Um, I don't really touch on this much to be honest. I, I haven't really shared a lot of like my breastfeeding journey or anything. I I think it's a second, it's a second time mom thing. I feel like with Maddox, everything was so new. Everything was so fun. He was, everything was just new, you know? And, um, and I was also using my platform to share his prematurity in just kind of what we were going through and how he was getting better. And we're doing this now we're doing this now, you know, it was just a lot of documenting. And we were also in COVID where like there was nothing else to talk about. Um, so as I'm with now Archie, I'm just so busy. I barely have time. And also like, I just, I've really learned how much of an oversharer I am. And I love it. I think that my oversharing allows vulnerability in my community and it allows people to see that I'm just another fucking dumb bitch like all the rest of you. But I also realize that there's so much that I don't have to tell anyone and I don't owe it to anyone. And so I've really just been trying to like feel it out. Like if I don't feel like posting it, like I'm just not going to share it. So um, I'm sorry that was such a roundabout answer, but he is... (laughs) I'm sorry. I went just like completely on a tangent. You didn't ask you. No one asked me that, but I just like shared that with you guys. Um, so he's sleeping. Okay. Um, he usually goes down like around nine, nine, 10 PM. He's usually like actually out for the night. And then he'll wake up sometimes maybe around 3 PM. And then he tends to wake up again, like five or six. That's really pretty much every night. There was one night he did sleep for like a seven hour stretch and I was like, holy shit, maybe that happened again. It didn't. So, um, I just never set expectations anymore, but I will say he has, is sleeping so much better than Maddox. Um, and I just feel so much confident in this journey, so much more confident in this journey of motherhood with my second than the first, because I feel like you just, you do exactly that. You find confidence, you find pride and you know, Hey, I've done this before and my other one's still alive. 
So I'm obviously doing something right. Um, and so, yeah, I've just found a lot of confidence in my second and I'm really, really, really proud of, I'm really proud of myself for being a great mom. I'm not going to lie. I am, I am a great mom and I'm very, very proud of that. And I, I don't say that about myself enough and I don't admit that. So I'm just going to go ahead and flex that I am in fact a really great mom and I'm, I'm very proud of myself. So, um, that's all I have for you. There, there's quite a few other questions, but honestly, I am, I'm toasted. Um, I, I want to go lay down. I want to relax. I, like I said, I have this bachelorette party this weekend. I'm a little bit stressed. I got to wake up and like get packed in the morning and I'm going to have to pump the whole time while I'm there, which really sounds like a fucking bitch, but we're going to make it work. So, um, anyways, make sure you guys check out my Amazon storefront. Remember buff bunny collection this, uh, Saturday, hydro jug this Saturday, Alani coffee coming soon. Um, watch Woodstock 99. Let me know what you guys think. I'm going to watch Elvis at some time this week. I will give you guys a review next week. Um, and yeah, let me know what you guys want to talk about. Let me know what you want to hear about. Um, I do still have a lot of really good episodes lined up, but I'm always open to hearing from you guys in my community. So thank you so much for always listening. I appreciate you guys and talk next Sunday.